Hey there, thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Awesome. Thanks, James. Well, it's good to be with you this morning via live stream. There are a few people in the room. We just invited families of those that were serving on our team and who so appreciates our team and there's a heap of people behind the scenes, so shout out to them today. Well, this morning we're continuing our series on the Holy Spirit and we've called it Help, I Need Somebody. Now, I did a dad joke and said to the, ba- the band they should do the Beatles song, Help, I Need Somebody, but... Uh, I got looked at like that was a bad dad joke, so I, um, we, we moved on from that. Uh, but the whole concept that we're trying to talk to you about over the next few weeks, so last week um, Sarah, Ruth and Nathan shared and they did a great job just starting this conversation, but really talking to us about who the Holy Spirit is. Um, but we want to take this week and the next two weeks to, to really unpack a bit of who the Holy Spirit is, how he's a help in our life, how he's there for us when we need somebody. You know, shout out to, to a bunch of people uh, that are still without power. What a crazy week, hey? Uh, we were coming out of lockdown. It was all looking good, crazy storms. And I know there's a, a handful of people in our church that still don't have power. I'm, I'm, as far as I'm aware, everyone's properties are safe. But um, let's continue to pray into that, hey? Um, as we talk about this series uh, with the Holy Spirit, we really want everyone to understand that He's there to help us. And so today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Him being our teacher and guide. And it's an interesting thought. I think sometimes we have this thought that the Holy Spirit can just be uh, somehow the power of God that lets us speak in tongues or allows us to do certain things. And there is that component of it. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit is there as our teacher and guide to be with us um, each day and every day. You know, I love what James said just before, is that your, your name is in God's book. He knows your name. He knows who you are. And the Holy Spirit's there to help us, remind, to, to remind us of that. You know, maybe for you today, you're sitting at home. Maybe you're listening in your car, wherever you are. I'm sitting down today because I thought, well, no one else is really going to be standing up. Hey, um, unless you are, that's okay. But I just sort of do a bit more relaxed. Um, if someone could drop off some breakfast for me, there's a little spot right here that would be perfect. Uh, I'll, I'll put it on Resound Connect, hey, and then uh, everyone can, can see that. But maybe today you're sitting wherever you are and you just say, I can't hear God. I struggle to even know what his voice sounds like. I, I don't know what it means to be like, uh, to, to have the Holy Spirit with me and what that would be like. Um, multiple people I talk to go, well, I, I struggle hearing God's voice. And, and I want to share a little bit from my journey about how that looks to me and I, I know for many other people. But today we, we want to look at, and in these sessions, understanding more and being open more to the Holy Spirit. Again, that's not more of just the power of the Holy Spirit, but just more understanding and, and openness and, and conversation with Him. You know, we, 
we can spend the next couple of weeks, but we're not going to be able to unpack everything. Small group leaders, can I encourage you, spend some time discussing the Holy Spirit, how he works in each person's life. We, uh, our group this week, we did on Zoom, it was a great discussion around this topic, just following up from last week. But four weeks isn't just going to cut it, but um, let's have a, have a go. You know, I think one of the key things when we think of the Holy Spirit is that many of us have different experiences um, or, or understand Him differently. And that's sometimes too where we get these differing opinions. We look and compare ourselves to someone else and we actually say, well, my experience of God and the Holy Spirit is different to that other person. And, and so am I actually hearing from God? Is that God? Is that just my brain telling me something? You know, and we can sometimes think that the only way the Holy Spirit works in our life is if we fall on the floor or if we speak in tongues or, you know, if there's some crazy spiritual stuff going on, which is all part of it. But that's not the only way that the Holy Spirit works in our lives. You know, sometimes our impression of the Holy Spirit is just to provide a spiritual manifestation in our lives. We can have this impression that unless there's some big manifestation, so maybe um, you know, we, we fall on the floor under the power of the Holy Spirit, or maybe we, um, you know, we're speaking in tongues, or we were able to pray and have a prophetic word for someone, that aside from those things, that the Holy Spirit isn't really doing much, any, very much. But He's there each day and every day with us. He's there to help you. He's our teacher and guide. You know, when we don't know what to do, you know, is there a situation where you've been where you're like, I just, I don't know what to do in this circumstance. I don't know what to pray. I, I might be thinking of saying something or doing something and, uh, you know, there's a small voice in us that actually stops us and maybe limits what we were initially going to do. That's the Holy Spirit working in us. He reminds us of Scripture. You know, there's times that uh, I'll go, oh, what's that scripture? And Google can help as well. But also there's a prompting in a moment in, an, in time to say, like Sarah did this morning, there was, there was a stirring in her from the Holy Spirit to say, hey, this word, this piece of scripture is for now and for someone who's a part of our service today. The Holy Spirit's there to help us encourage others as well. And we want to be people that are encouraging and spreading the word of God throughout our world. You know, as we look at um, Scripture, we want to focus today on John 14 to 16. And we see in this Scripture, Jesus is actually spending time with the disciples. It's right before he goes to get crucified. And he's there and he's unpacking a whole bunch of truths. Can I encourage you to go and read those three chapters? It's pretty, if you've got red letter Bible, it's all red letters, which is awesome. You're just listening to the words of Jesus. But the disciples are trying to figure out what Jesus means by well, there's the Holy Spirit coming and, and the God the Father and Jesus, and they're starting to try and pick, uh, put together this whole thought of the Trinity, I guess, as we know it today. And, and the, you can see as you read through that they don't really understand, well, how does it work? For them, Jesus was there in that moment. He'd been healing people. He'd been praying for people. And they had this expectation that he was going to be the new king of Israel, the Romans would be gone, and all this stuff would happen. But Jesus comes and begins to teach them. And so in John 14, 15, it says, If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads in truth. The world cannot receive him 
because it isn't looking for him and it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So this is the first or one of the first scriptures where Jesus says, hey, the Holy Spirit, after I'm gone, he's preparing them. He says, after I'm gone, the Holy Spirit, this advocate is going to come and be with you also. He's not just going to leave you high and dry. And they were like, oh, well, what does that mean? You know, when we see that word advocate, there's different words in different translations that you can see. Some scriptures say helper, some say comforter, counsellor, but it's always with a capital letter. It talks to it being a person or a thing, not just a, an adjective, a descriptive word of, of someone to come, but Jesus was very specific. He's talking about an advocate. Now, you may know that an advocate is someone that acts on someone else's behalf. They go with the, the authority and the words, and, but they're not speaking with their own words. They're speaking with the words of the person that they've been sent by. And the disciples are there trying to wrap their minds around, well, how does this work? They thought Jesus was going to be there forever. And, and I just, as you read through the scripture, I think Jesus was all pretty relaxed about it. He was like, I'll be fine. You'll be right. Because he knew what was going to come. The disciples are trying to work out, well, if Jesus isn't here anymore... Who's going to be with us? How are we going to do this? And Jesus was pretty relaxed. Even in verse 31, he said, come on, let's be going. So he'd spent time telling them about this and then like, okay, let's, let's get on with it. And they're like, oh, I just picture them going, hang on, how does this work? What, what's actually going to take place? But it reminds them over and over again throughout that scripture that the Holy Spirit will be coming to be with them. He was very specific. He didn't just say someone or something, but he said the Holy Spirit was coming. When we see this word advocate and we unpack the Greek of that, I'm going to teach you some Greek today. I know very few words, but uh, if you're at home and you're Greek, I'm sorry for my pronunciation. Um, but there's a, the word that, this same word advocate, if you look at the Greek, it says paraclete. And that actually, that word comes from two Greek words, and it says parakletos is, is that one word, and it means to be called in need. Parakletos, called in need. So the Holy Spirit is called in need, and those two parts of that, that word comes from para, which is to be alongside. Maybe you've heard that before in an organisation that's alongside another, a, a para-organisation, even a para-church organisation. And then the word kletos, which means in need. So we can see actually from the original inter interpretation and the original intent that, of those words that were written, that the Holy Spirit is one that can be called on in a time of need. You know, it's easy for us in our English language to not fully understand what was intended in that, but it's great to, to pull that apart. You know, today I want to demonstrate this a little bit and I'm going to get Nathan to come and, and give me a hand right now. But, you know, we need to understand that the Holy Spirit is with us each and every moment of every day. If you're a Christ follower, if you follow Jesus, as Jesus said in that scripture, he will be with us and then in us. And so here's the Holy Spirit. Do you like our sign? Hi, Holy Spirit. Thanks for being here. Hi. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, but we can just be living out our life. Here I'm talking to you today. And Nathan's representing the Holy Spirit. He's our, he's our Holy Spirit today. But the real Holy Spirit is here with each and every one of us. And do you know what? It doesn't matter what I do. If I get up and I'll, I'll go for a wander, I'm going to go over this way. 
the Holy Spirit's just there with me. I can go over this way, I can walk quicker, and then the Holy Spirit's still there. And he, but He's there with us each and every moment of every day. He's on standby almost. He, he's just waiting. And I think often we don't know, like maybe we have a sense of God there, but we don't actually know that He's there with us. You know, I might get a bad text or an email or, you know, Jared Percy's texted me this morning. Good morning, Jared and Percy family. Um, but maybe there's someone that just starts to, to rile you up. You get something and you're just like, oh, I'm going to tell them what I think. And then, you know, you're Is just that like, the best way to respond? That's a good idea. Why don't you do this? The Holy Spirit can be that small voice to be there and actually stop us from maybe just doing something out of our humanness. Mm. That, that check, some of us might call it our conscience or our... I believe that's the Holy Spirit speaking to us, but we have to learn to identify it. Maybe life's tough. Maybe you're just not in a place where you think, oh, I can keep going, I'm just struggling. Why is life even worth living? And, and, you know, we can just be waiting and wondering what's going on. You know, the Holy Spirit can be there to prompt us, remind us of things that we don't really understand. You know, the other thing that can happen too is, we can be walking along or driving or maybe whatever it is and you're just going about your business every day and then the Holy Spirit might come and drop something into your heart or your mind. Do you remember that Jesus said he would be with you always? Yeah, it's a good reminder. He reminds you of the things that you don't necessarily carry all the time. Maybe you've forgotten because of the circumstance that you're in. Maybe you want to care for people, but you just don't necessarily know who to think of. The Holy Spirit can come and remind you of, of things. You'd just be going about your business. You should give Josh a call. He isn't doing so well. Josh, maybe not, might not be doing so well today. Do you know how I know that's the Holy Spirit? It is that I might be just going about my business, not even thinking about Josh, for example, and I'm just, I think Josh is all right. I'll check with him after the service. But, but maybe you're just going about, you know how I know it's the Holy Spirit? Because I'm totally unfocused on thinking about Josh or whoever it was. And there's just this drop in my heart to go, I've got to call him. And right in that moment, we have a choice to make. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it. Thanks, the Holy Spirit. Thanks. Um, we, we have a choice to make, right? We can either choose to listen to that voice or we can ignore it. And I'm sure we've all been in that situation where we go, oh, I really feel that I've got, to, I've got to do something. I should call that person. Or maybe I've done it before. You drive past someone who's broken down at the side of the road. I really should help them. And you just feel that you, know, that you should do something about it. And you just keep on going. Or you ignore um, you know, that prompting. Actually, if we act on it, and I've had multiple times where it's like, okay, I'm just going to call this person. I remember one particular time I was just leaving work and I just gone, oh, I just thought of this person. They lived in Perth. I rang them straight away, went to their voicemail. I just said, hey, I don't know why, but God said, I need to call you. I hope you're doing okay. Just want to encourage you. You're amazing. You're awesome. But have a great day. I didn't hear back from them for a few days, but then I, um, I heard back and they're just like, hey, you don't know what that word did at that moment. I was going through some stuff and they didn't unpack all that, but they, they said, thank you so much. And, 
you know, that built my confidence. That helped me to go, well, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I acted on it. That voice or that internal thought that I had was the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I think as we train ourselves and as we do that, as we learn for Him to be our teacher and our guide, that we can learn to hear the Holy Spirit like maybe we've never heard Him before. But we've got to train ourselves. We've got to be working on that. And we've got to decide, are we actually going to listen or are we just going to put it aside to my own brain and my own thinking? And I think that confirmation you get back from people is significant. You know, that scripture there said too that he will live through, uh, with us and in us. Now, it was a bit hard for Nate to distribute uh, to demonstrate a Holy Spirit in us. I thought about him giving me a piggyback or something, but it would have been a bit weird, hey. Um, so, but, but this is talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ruth's going to unpack that next week a little bit more. But Jesus said he's with you and then in you. And so that's where we can kick into gear with spiritual gifts in um, the Holy Spirit working through us for other people as well. Um, and we'll come to that more in, in other weeks. Jesus goes on in, in John 14, 25, and he says, I'm telling you these things now while I'm still here. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. So the goal of the Holy Spirit was for him to point us to Jesus. He should be telling us about the things of God, prompting us about who Jesus was. And, and I'm sure for the disciples, that was a reassuring thought. Jesus then continues. Again, he reminds them in this same time together. He says, John 15, 26 says, But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. In a short space of time, Jesus is saying to them, hey, the Holy Spirit's coming. Hey, guys, the Holy Spirit's coming. The Holy Spirit's coming. Don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit's coming. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've got to be told things over and over again. Um, sometimes I have to tell my kids things over and over again. They're here this morning. I just got, I felt fire from down in the front row. Over and over again, put your shoes on, put your shoes on, put your shoes on, put your shoes on. The disciples were no different. They're probably going, what, what are you talking about? There's the Holy Spirit. Who's that? And Jesus has to say to them, don't worry. The Holy Spirit is coming. And here's one of the key bits in John 16, 5. It says, but now I'm going away to the one who sent me and not, the one, uh, and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him. And when he comes, he will convict the world of his sin and God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will tell you 
Uh, He will bring glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So the Holy Spirit's like a conduit, a pipe from God, from Jesus. You know, the disciples, I'm sure, in that time had spent ages with Jesus. They'd spent three years in ministry with him, day and night, witnessing incredible things. They, they'd seen things that we have never seen, may never see. You would think, as we read the, the Gospels, you would think, well, they're all geared up. They're trained. They're ready to go. They're ready to take the Gospel to the world. But really, three years isn't that long. Jesus was working on their character. He was, he was um, teaching them and developing them so he knew that they were in a good place, ready to then move on for when he had left the earth. And then we know that the Holy Spirit came. But we can get this impression, I think, that Jesus was all that they needed. Jesus wasn't all that they needed. That, you know, we have the incredible um, benefit of having Scripture with us. If we forget something that Jesus had said or uh, a passage of the Word, we can open it. We can pull it up in our phones. We can Google it. We can search it. We can open our highlights in our, our Bible, whatever it is. The disciples didn't have that. But the Holy Spirit had to come to remind them of those things. It, He then empowered them to take the gospel to the world. In Acts 1, we we all know this scripture well, and the disciples were waiting, just as the team comes, that'd be great. The the Holy Spirit came, not just for a feel-good, not just for a warm fuzzy, not to, to make them go, oh, God's real and experience something, but he came to empower them for the mission that Jesus had ultimately come for. In Acts 1, 4, it says, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 6 says, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and to all ends of the earth. Ultimately, the Holy Spirit came to empower the disciples to take the gospel to the world. He came to remind them. He came to connect them to Jesus. And we see from that moment in time where they're in that room and the Holy Spirit fell and there was, we read that there was fire on their heads and they spoke in strange languages and, and in, the, in tongues. Something changed in that moment. They'd spent weeks after, the, after Jesus had died, rose again, just kind of hanging out wasn't like Jesus died and then they'll all go. Let's, let's spread the word. They're in this limbo place. And what actually changed was that the Holy Spirit came and brought teaching and guidance. And that was like where the power was just poured into the gospel and the mission that they had. Do you know, we have the same mission. How does the Holy Spirit help us and guide us? Maybe today you're sitting there and you're like, I I can't hear God. 
I can't hear the Holy Spirit. I've maybe witnessed things that turn me off a bit from actually trying to connect with the Holy Spirit. Maybe your only connection to the Holy Spirit is some crazy spiritual manifestation, which in itself isn't bad. I'm not saying that's bad or wrong, but maybe you don't understand what that means. Maybe there's been too much focus on that in the past rather than understanding that the Holy Spirit is there to guide us and teach us and empower us. The world changed the day the Holy Spirit invaded individuals in a room. We're here because the Holy Spirit came and empowered those people to do what they had to do. We're here because of that. But what does that look like in real life for each of us today? I just picture it like I had Nathan here before. That as I walk, as I get into my car, as I speak to you, as I speak to my family, as I speak to the neighbours, the Holy Spirit's just hanging out. He's just there and I can choose to listen to Him. I can choose to listen. I can choose to interact and allow Him to come and for me to develop that voice in my mind to say, yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. But that's a choice we've got. How are you going to do that today? How are you going to grow? Can I encourage you? Number one is to read these scriptures, to spend time just seeking after God. Maybe you've got to put aside some things of the past. Maybe you've got to put aside, maybe you've done this before. Maybe you've even believed and prayed for baptism of the Holy Spirit and you haven't seen that come to pass. Can I encourage you to not not allow the past to limit the future? Today, I believe that wherever you are, the Holy Spirit can come and invade your space. He can come and have a moment. So what I wanna do is I'm gonna pray. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. That I'd love to have you in the room and we could lay hands on you right now. But I believe through the camera and through technology and the benefit that God is everywhere, the Holy Spirit's where you are right now. And if you need a moment, I just want you to close your eyes and I'm going to pray. I just see people sitting and they're putting their cups of coffee down. Their eyes are closed and they're crying out to God right now, Lord, I need a touch from you today. So Lord, I just pray that as I I reach out my hand to those people, that you will come and, and pour out your Holy Spirit on them. Lord, I ask that you will just um, shift aside things of the past that maybe have caused people to be skeptical. Holy Spirit, I ask that right now that you will come and just begin to prompt words, prompt scripture, encouragement, love and care. And that those that need a a pouring out of your Spirit today will just feel loved and hugged and cared for by the Holy Spirit. God, we want to be people that are are powerful and standing on your Word. Lord, I ask you to come today in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. 
Well, don't forget, next week there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.